Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far. Recording this on a Wednesday evening, as always, as the season comes to an end, finally, some would say. Uh, the Jets end their season with a 70-3 win over the New England Patriots in Foxborough, the first win for the Jets first the Patriots since 2015, since the Eric Decker walk-off touchdown in overtime, uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick dime to the corner of the end zone, um, right corner of the end zone. So um, it's been nine years, believe it or not. Uh, it feels like it. It feels like we haven't beat the Patriots in forever, so it's definitely good to get a win. Um, last win in Foxborough, I cannot even remember. Like remember. So, I mean, a huge win, honestly, for, for, for Jets team morale and for a draft. Um, proceedings is, you know, the Jets, they drop in the draft order to number 10. That's where they're officially picking come draft day. Um, things can change, right? Trades can happen. Um, things of that nature. But as of right now, the Jets are picking number 10. We will get into later in the offseason, you know, positions that the Jets need to get addressed this offseason, uh, including offensive line, wide receiver, need to get someone next to Garrett. I touched on that a bit last episode. Um what are the Jets going to do on some of their re-signees? Uh, you know, Thomas Morstead, Greg Zerline need to be brought back. Uh, Ashton Davis had a, you know, fine year. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, Carl Lawson, what happens there? Um, you know, there are guys who we kind of know are going to be out the door. Things like that. Um, so, as it stands right now, the Jets are entering the offseason. Um, with sort of low cap space, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but with a couple restructures, I think they can get it up to around $40, 50000000 million. Um, that's more than enough money to go out there and try to get um, some help on the offensive line, uh, some help at wide receivers. I said before, backup quarterback, as Joe Douglas touched on in his press conference, um, his end-of-season press conference, he said it's a very high possibility that the Jets, or have a very high probability, I think he said, uh, to quote him, that the Jets will go out and get a veteran QB to back up the uh, soon-to-be, um, or he is now, 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Um, coming off an Achilles tear, right? So as it stands right now, the Jets quarterback room is Aaron Rodgers, um, and that's about it, right? I mean, Zach Wilson's still on the roster. Uh, he's likely to get traded um, some point in the offseason, probably early on, as the Jets probably want to get a pick for the 2024 draft back. Um, you know, it, it was an interesting ride, to say the least, with Zach, man, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks letting a number two, former number two overall pick just walk out the door uh, for a likely fifth or sixth round pick. Um, it is what it is, right? I mean, it, it, the ship has sailed in, turn of, in terms of any kind of, um, you know, comeback uh, to the Jets next season. I feel like it's kind of, um, it's kind of over in that, in that facet. But I think... Um, you know, the Jets are definitely going to try to get compensation for him. They're going to um, shop him around a bit. Um, I got a question on Instagram. You know, is it possible they trade him during the preseason next year? I just don't think he makes it through training camp that long. I think it would be a bit awkward. Um, so I think they definitely look to trade him, um, you know, early April, late March, um, when trades are, you know, eligible, allowed again, um, around free agency. I think the Jets are in a spot where um, – I'm sure they'll find, you know, a taker for Zach, who, who's just going to, you know, a flyer on him. Uh, I think Boomer Science has said on the, uh, you know, Boomer and Geo in the morning that um, he thinks the Chiefs would be interested. Um, I'm not sure. I think, uh, you know, Phil Sims said the, it might be, um, you know, the Vikings might have some interest, but 
who knows? I mean, we, we'll get into teams in a later episode in terms of, uh, you know, compensation and uh, trade destinations for Zach. But as, as it stands right now, he is still on the roster. Um, and Trevor Simeon, of course, his deal expires, um, you know, this this uh, this Asian period as well. So um, you're going into the offseason needing a backup quarterback, needing a wide receiver next to Garrett Wilson, and needing an old lineman. Um you know, those are those are positions that will get touched down. I'm pretty confident this season, and we'll we'll, we'll preview them and recap them as they come and go. Um, always following the news on the Instagram there, so uh, make sure you follow along in New York Jets game plan on Instagram. But um, let's jump into the Patriots game a little bit and just kind of recap what we saw from Brees the Beast uh, coming off that ACL injury from last year. Brees Hall has you know pretty much taken the league by storm, finishing the season with 1,585. Yards from scrimmage, I believe that's second in the NFL. Uh, so, I mean, come on, right? It, it's it's unbelievable what the guy did. Um, coming off an Achilles tear, I mean, you know, it's it's Adrian Peterson. Like, well, when he came off his Achilles tear, um, you know, I believe, you know, obviously a few seasons back, right? Um, but it, it's just, it's remarkable, honestly, what Brees Hall is doing this season. And I think, you know, he's definitely up for comeback player of the year in my mind. Um you know, the other candidates, Tamar Hamlin, uh, Joe Flacco. Um, but Brees Hall, man, has just been – he's been different. I mean, he's just been different this season, and I think it would be um, criminal to not, to not you know, consider him for a, D, you know, comeback player of the year. Uh, you know, his candidacy, I think, should be pretty strong there. But the Jets are in a spot where, you know, they also probably need to look at backup running back. I think, you know, they want to develop Israel bon- uh, Bonaconda – Obviously, they were a little hesitant on playing him earlier in the year due to his uh, pass protection skills. I guess I don't really, I don't really know the ins and outs of why you don't play um, a running back. But I, I, I understand their philosophy in trying to develop him um, to be the best player he could be. But um, you know, going into next season with uh, Brees and, and Izzy, I think uh, you could definitely try to find another player there. Obviously, releasing Dalvin Cook, uh, he's on the Ravens now, so. Um, there are definitely decision, decisions to be made, many decisions to be made in the offense, offensive side of the football. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what comes about um, with that. But you know, as it stands right now, Brees Hall is you know one of your better players on the team. Obviously, you have to keep him happy. You have to keep him around for as long as possible. Um, he's going to be a beast next season with Aaron Rodgers. I really can't wait. I, I think you know he said on Twitter. Um, when the Pro Bowl votes came out, we will also touch on those that, you know, he's going to be one of the best running backs in 2024. I think he was one of the best running backs in 2023. So him saying that gives me all the more confidence that he's going to kill it um, in 2024. But, um, you know, there's so much, so much potential there. Um, Just so much, so much to look forward to in the 2024 season. Aaron Rodgers return, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, just a lot, right? So it's going to be super exciting. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it should be fun. Pro Bowl votes, um, I did want to touch on those as well. Um, you know, that's about it for the Patriot game. Uh, snowy, messy, uh, but the Jets do come out with the win. So shout out everyone, uh, all the players there definitely enjoyed beating the pass. Uh, and Bill Belichick, obviously. Uh, the news about him potentially leaving New England definitely puts, um, I'm sure, puts a sour taste in his mouth that his last uh, career loss uh, on the Patriots could be to the Jets. So, um, But with that said, Pro Bowl votes. Um, Sauce Gardner, a 2023-24 Pro Bowler. Congrats to him. 
Quinnen Williams, a 2023-24 Pro Bowler. The obvious ones there. Quincy Williams snubbed. You know, not surprised, honestly. Uh, Pro Bowl is just a popularity contest. Um, it is just recognizable names. You would think Quincy would be on that recognizable names list by now. I feel like he has made his mark in the league. Um, but it's just, it's it's disappointing. But hopefully the all-pro voters uh, over at AP are, um, you know, a little more considerate and a little more... Um, kind of they're 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 looking to vote Quincy in basically right and it's voted by media members only so um hopefully they know Quincy's name a little more than uh you know players fans things like that but um Sauce Gardner is going to be a two-time Pro Bowler two-time All-Pro um in his second season which is you can't really start any better at all uh also winning defensive rookie of the year um he's a beast right he's the best cornerback in the NFL um, I could say that confidently. I don't have another cornerback over Sauce Gardner at all. And call it Jets bias or call it, you know, just knowing ball, right? I mean, I feel like Sauce Gardner has been um, out of this world for the past two seasons. He's been in the league, and I think, uh, you know, the sky is literally the limit, right? I mean, he's not getting interceptions because he's not getting thrown at, right? I mean, there's a reason why he has zero interceptions on the year, and he's allowed only 250 yards the entire season. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it comes to a point where you have to look um, at, you know, other uh, other factors and, and kind of uh, understand why he's not getting the picks. But um, nevertheless, the guy's a beast. Um, congrats on his second Pro Bowl appearance. And Quinton Williams, another beast, right? The sack numbers, you look at them, they weren't there this year. Who cares? I mean, he's still, you know, a super disruptive force who is definitely one of the best defensive linemen, not defensive tackles, defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, and you know, he's just going to keep improving. I mean, Quinnen has been a beast. Um, he is the heart and soul, uh, basically, I believe, you know, Connor Hughes touched on it. Um, on the can't wait podcast a couple, a couple months ago, possibly more than that. But when Sheldon Rankins was on the Jets, remember him, he's on the Texans. Now he kind of said Quinnen Williams was, you know, he, he's the engine that makes the Jets defense run. Um, he's got the heart and soul of the defense. You see that, right? I mean, thankfully knock on wood. Uh, Quinnen has been healthy for the entire season, right? He, he has been healthy for the entire season. Um, season now over, he played all 17 games. Um, you know, I mean, the guy's a difference maker. He just is. I, I When he's not on the field, you feel it. Um, and, you know, he's he's been a beast. So congrats to him as well. Um, Shaq and Kobe, as they like to call themselves, uh, Sauce and Quinnen. So um, congrats to those two monsters. Um and then the Devontae Adams stuff, right? I wanted to touch base on that before we end the episode, already 11 minutes in. Um, who knows, right? I mean, going into the offseason, there are going to be a lot of rumors, right? There's going to be a lot of due diligence uh, in terms of the wide receiver market via trade and via free agency. Um, are the Jets going to be interested in Devontae Adams? Yes. I think Adam Schefter touched on that a few months back when they tried to trade for him at the trade deadline. Raiders weren't interested. They made the coaching change um, in – Las Vegas, and they played a lot better. So keeping Devontae Adams is probably the right call at that point, just to kind of get some team continuity and some team chemistry going on the Raiders, who have had you know little success over the past couple of years. Um, but you know, as it stands now, you know what what is the future look like for Devontae Adams? Right? I mean, he's due a crap ton of money um, coming up. Is there a restructure? You know, in order if he were to get traded. Um, how would it work, right? I mean, 
obviously he's best best buds with Aaron Rodgers. Um, that helps, you know, in in recruiting from a recruiting standpoint. You can't do much recruiting when there's a trade involved, but you can try to sell the team, um, you know, sell the vision to the player. And I think uh, Rodgers definitely has, you know, tampering is not allowed when another player is on another team. But um, you know, guys talk all the time. It, it seems like you know, Adams is a player where. Um, you know, he comes here as an instant difference maker next to Garrett Wilson. I mean, that would be probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know if there's better one right now in the NFL than Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams, if that were to be a pairing. Um, so, I mean, you, you got to go out and try it, right? You have to go out and try to get a guy who will tra- change your team instantly in the snap of, you know, your fingers, right? And I, I think uh, Devontae Adams is an option. Uh, Mike Evans out there on the open market. T. Higgins out there on the open market from the Bengals. Um, there are going to be other wide receivers who are going to be open um, for trade. Uh, it just happens every offseason, right? You remember the Debo Samuel rumors last year? Um, you know, it, it, it happens, right? And uh, who knows um, who is going to be made available? I feel like there are just crazy rumors every offseason. Um, but we'll see. I mean, there, there are definitely – it's going to be interesting – long off season um, just because, you know, with Aaron Rodgers coming back, the team hype starting to, uh, you know, rally back up. There's going to be, you know, points in the off season where it's going to feel very slow. So we just have to get through it um, and try to just look towards the, uh, the bright light at the end of the tunnel, which is the 2024 kickoff. Um, hopefully on prime time. I think that'd be cool. Um, either, you know, Sunday night, Monday, I know, a lot of folks hate night games, honestly, and I do too, but I think it'd be cool for the first one um, just to see Aaron Rodgers run out of that tunnel again uh, all pumped up can uh, would make my year, honestly. So um, looking forward to all that fun stuff and, uh, you know, everything to come about uh, with the Jets this offseason and uh, the season following here. So with that said, that's about 14 minutes of content. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next week um, for a little more of an offseason preview, getting into more detail. Uh, on what to expect from this this podcast, my Instagram page moving forward, and um, you know we'll get into more more detail on what the Jets need to do this offseason to uh, chase a ring in 2024, right? Because you realistically have a two to three year window here. If Aaron Rodgers is realistically coming back, um, you know after next season, right? So it'll be interesting to see um, all the moves that the Jets make and see how they're uh, really approaching 2024 and beyond. So with that said, I'll see you guys next week for another episode and uh, have a great week, great weekend, super wild card weekend. Enjoy it with friends, family, and all that fun stuff.